I have a funny one for you today. There's a new unit of measurement. It's the speed of science. I'll give you a hint. It's BJ's per N-word. <laughs> oh, how dare me. Anyway, let's continue. So, welcome, welcome. Good morning, BB and Bears. Hi, Cozy Phantom Bear. I wanted to talk about um, what I learned from going down a Mr. Beast rabbit hole on YouTube. I just uh, wanted to better understand someone na who named himself Mr. Beast. Interesting. I learned, I learned some stuff. I also want to talk about the appropriate age of chores for children. Grape harvest going on here right now at um, Ursa Manor. Kanye's kicked out of his bank. Pfizer admits that the vaccine never did anything positive. And we have a new unit of measurement. It's BJ's per N-word. Okay, pray tell my son likes watching him. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, he's a phenomenal business guy. You want me to just start talking about Mr. Beast? Uh, Mr. Beast reminds me of Trump in a little, in a sense, because Trump figured out what, what, what the best way to be a politician was. And that's to say, uh, what people want to hear. And that's it. He, he, cause Mr. Beast has this interesting, he's like a 23 year old guy. He started doing YouTube at 11 he gets hundreds of millions of views a day or something. It's nuts. And, um, and he reinvests almost all his money, which is smart. That's, that's what you should do. That's what I do. Not all of it, but I, a lot of the gammas and the trolls don't understand that. Like Mr. Beast can pull in four or $5 million a month and he spends $4 million a month on his videos. Because, you know, I, I saw some of the gammas and the trolls and the low status men. They don't understand business because I, uh, I saw they were like, I've done the math. If there's this many people subscribe to, to uh, Bertari Times app, then that means Owen's making 100000 a month. What are you talking about? No, you reinvest it. You have tons of expenses. So, um, like, they don't even understand the cost of servers. They don't understand the cost of anything, of an office, of employees, of staff. And so Mr. Beast from a very young age realized that. And so when he made a dollar, he, he, he would, you know, he made his first $10,000. He gave it to like a bum in a video format, like all of it. And people are like, no, you gotta, you gotta save. Mr. Beast looks like Mr. Soy. Well, he figured out that if you have soy mouth, you get more views. He's, um, it's, it's amoral. He's amoral, not immoral. He's not attempting to hurt people. In my opinion, he has a mission, which is to get the most amount of attention and views possible. And that's it. And so his name is Mr. Beast, like the beast system. I find that um, so fascinating because there's, there is an evil to what he's doing, but it's, it's amoral evil. It's without morality, not inversion of good, true, beautiful. Like he figured out the YouTube algorithm. Yes, amoral, he's playing the system. He is, he's like becoming the system. He's Mr. Beast. And so he said, I saw a video about him 
or that he was giving an interview and he's very candid about it. He's very honest about it, which is hilarious. He said, I figured out the YouTube algorithm. They want you to watch the most amount of minutes possible. And then when you're done watching, they want you to click on another video. You know, it's like uh, he has that like sociopathic air of someone, you know, born in darkness in a way. He's on YouTube so evil. Yeah, but not evil in the sense of like, like he's actively trying to hurt people. He just want, he just is amoral. It's kind of like China, Chinese culture is amoral versus grabware culture is immoral. Grabware culture uh, deifies and exalts bad behavior. Like they like it. They think it's good. Amoral is without morality, most effective. Okay, so what is he, so he figured out that, that people love greed. So if you're giving away tons of money, like, uh, will somebody, will somebody swim with a shark for a hundred thousand dollars? And so what's he actually doing? The evil of these videos. And I wonder if he'd just be candid about it. I don't know. Funny story. Mr. Beast was in India. Some dude asked for a picture. He thought that person was a subscriber. So he asked what his favorite episode the Indian guy didn't even know who he was. He just wanted a picture with a tall white dude. Yeah, totally. And the dude, uh, he does charity work. Yeah, but that's part of the beast. He doesn't do charity work because he wants to. It's not because it's good. He gets it. Mr. B seems like an autistic, amoral gamer. He's just doing going for the high score. Exactly, Cod. Like I, and he's also very alpha. He's like an alpha autist who's just going for the highest score. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I was watching video after video of this guy last night, trying to figure him out because his videos don't come across as like inverted. It's like, they are kind of interesting to watch. It's like, they're usually challenges that revolve around some deep fear. And then some absurd amount of money gets passed around. Never heard of the guy. He's, uh, if he's, his brand's worth billions of dollars, I bet. Fractal distraction. Yeah. So, so what does the beast want from Mr. Beast? Attention. You know, that's what attention without progress. So to get young people to watch, to put their eyes on a video and then get the next video and then the next video I've been sucked in. Yeah. I got sucked in last night and it's like, would you go to prison for two days? And dude, he does crazy shit. Like one time he counted to a hundred thousand straight on a video one time he buried himself alive for 48 hours yeah the greed element turned me away yeah i don't i i won't like watch him i just wanted to understand him like i uh i find it tedious after a, a short amount of time it's very low energy like very low vibration like really fast cuts high color it's to get young people's eyeballs and then you have like money 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 um danger 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 like shark prison money you know, suspense. And in his defense, he does the shit. Like he will uh, do stunts. He does stunts that I would find. Mr. Beats is Zoomer PewDiePie. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't care about money, he likes power. And um, because I, like he's right about reinvesting. I do the same shit, guys. That's why I might just pay for a whole social media just for gravy because that, you know, the whole, 
Instagram, Telegram, dance. I mean, I, we can't figure out a business model for it, so I literally might just pay for it. High budget. He spends $4 million a month on his videos. Because the way to, it, to become a millionaire, you figure out a service and you, um, you just work really hard and you get a good return and you save and you invest in stable things. That's how you become a millionaire. To become a billionaire, you whatever money you make, you put back in and you try and get as much ground as you can, spending all of it, human capital, all of it, you know, and just uh, rapid expansion. You make $10, you reinvest $10. You make a million, you reinvest a million. If, uh, and that, and then your entire network and brand and, and, uh, and your, um, your, uh, the land, basically it's like a, a military. It, it's no different than a military, uh, what militaries do just push, 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 hold, push, 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 hold. And so this young kid realized this and, you know, and I know that, that the youth could look at someone like me and be like, oh, boomer, you just sit in your little, uh, in your little room with your little spinning fan and talk bullshit. You don't understand what it's like to have a hundred million subscribers. I'm like, you can't read cursive. <laughs> like, one of the reason it's satanic and why Mr. Beast is a fitting name is nothing good comes from it. Nothing good comes from it. My boss once told me how to become a millionaire, be a billionaire and have kids. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, he tried to fast for 30 days, but did 14 instead. He likes to push his limits. Yeah, he does stunts. And nothing, and his audience gets nothing from it. It's like the Kardashians. It's like, so what did the Kardashians figure out about attention? That women like clothing, shiny stuff, drama, and family interaction. <clears throat> just, just think about it. <coughs> if you're like <clears throat> amoral, like it, like Donald Trump, I don't think is immoral. Like I think Bill Gates is immoral. Like he wants to hurt people. Donald Trump is amoral. He just wants to win his game. Highest building, most votes. And what he figured out is if you regurgitate back to your audience like a black mirror what they want to hear, they will love you for it. And that's all Donald Trump does. And what Mr. Beast figured out is people like to see people in pain. They like to see danger. They like tons of money. And they like young like interaction and skin and stuff like that. And so nothing like the Kardashians, like my wife, sometimes her eyes, like she, I, I'll catch her watching like Real Housewives or something like that. And my wife's like a brilliant, moral, homesteading mother. And I'm like, what do you get out of it? And it's the same thing I would get out of watching Mr. Beast challenge someone to swim with a shark. You know, what women like is uh, like uh, drama. Family interaction. So that like what the Kardashians deliver that's that's real is they're seeing family people talking and women like that. They like to feel like they're around, they're in a kitchen talking. And they also like uh, clothing and shiny shit. And it's literally that stupid. I wouldn't say they figured it out. They were just grabbly enough to exploit it. Right, they're amoral. I'm not amoral. I'm moral. Um, yeah, my game isn't their game. Like, we're not in the same game. 
And that's what happened to me with a lot of Hollywood people is me, me and them were never in the same game. My game was um, to make the crowd laugh as much as I could and to uh, get enough money so I could party and hook up with chicks and stuff. Literally, that was it. I never had that insatiable drive to, uh, to uh, be like number one in entertainment or like all eyes on me and shit like that. I just didn't. I wanted to write the best joke. I wanted to learn the best song. It was more artistic. And now it's about, you know, uh, building a healthy community, you know, building a healthy family and uh, being interesting to my audience. It's not about as many numbers as you can get, because if you look at somebody like Mr. Beast, his audience is very low vibrational. It's uh, like it, it's like very. Um, and, and he also figured out uh, that part of being a beast is philanthropy. It, un, it, it makes people not think you're greedy. So he can pull in four million a month, but he's saving the world, you see. And then and then the philanthropy is a way to launder money. I'm not accusing him of that, but I mean, the odds are 99.9%. I, I don't think he's actually intro and in, like actually interested in helping anyone. I mean, the guy's amoral. Mr. Beast went on Rogan. It was a weird episode. Rogan seemed like he wanted to talk down to him. Yeah, because Mr. Beast is way bigger than Rogan, like way bigger. And so, um, and Mr. Beast is, uh, and Rogan looks at him like, you fucking child, you know, and, and Mr. Beast looks at Rogan like, you stupid boomer drug addict. <laughs> I've started to notice the less I care about credit for something, the further I see its influence. Charity is a Masonic trademark. Well, it's psychologically, it's obvious what it does. So when you say, when the royal family, these bloodthirsty people that live in castles, when they, they all have a charity... And usually the charity is inverted to what you're actually doing. Like Prince Charles had a charity for children and he was a pedophile. So it's like, uh, you know, Bill Clinton, hand to, this is true. Bill Clinton has a charity in Little Rock, Arkansas, that it's a hospital for rape victims. Okay, so it's, um, it, it's like a joke. It's like a sick joke. Like uh, Bill Gates has a charity to inoculate people from disease. What does he actually do? Give people disease. Mr. Beast programs young teen boys. He must be pleasing the beast with his amoral messaging to them. Yeah, he, he, it's just about wasting their time. It's just about wasting their time. Mr. Beast, in my opinion, isn't like the, the evil of the immoral, the upside down. He's just like, he'll do anything to get attention. He buried himself underground for 48 hours for attention and hits. He doesn't care about money. He wants eyeballs. And so the beast beast, Satan, can look at somebody like Mr. Beast and use him. You know, and this is a kid that grew up on YouTube. He grew up since he was 11 years old being exposed to the world. So you know he had, a bad, he had bad parents. I've never heard of him. I never heard of him until yesterday. He's not my demographic, but the youth, they all watch him like this. And, uh, it's just interesting. Just like the pens, uh, the pen coach, he had children charity and just plucked the ones he wanted to fuck. Yeah, exactly. Usually whatever someone's charity is, they're doing the opposite. 
their philanthropy serves as a counterweight to their crime. So when someone says uh, 106 million subscribers, yeah, yeah, huge, huge. It's retarded. It's all mindless. It's like fear. It's like Joe Rogan's fear factor in, in a certain way where it's like, except more addictive. Um, the thing about being sub gets you a prize is a lottery style appeal. Yeah. And he just gives away so much money. He like, uh, like whatever money, a lot of money that he gets, he'll just like throw at people. And then it, it, what it does in an evil way is it, the youth will watch it and their greed bubbles up. Like they're like, I wish I had that money. <laughs> and then the fear comes in. Oh, a shark. Oh, buried underground. And meanwhile, they're not growing. And so the young people, they'll be like, oh, you don't understand YouTube algorithms and clicks and we've reinvested and we hyper market and blah, blah. I'm like, bitch, you can't read cursive. Jimmy Savile at a charity for kids. Yeah, I think Mr. Beast is autistic. Well, I, I, that type of autism that's just uh, like a new type of person. I don't know. Weird that he could have 100 million subscribers yet we've never heard of him. It, yeah, because it's not our type of thing. It's, it's for low attention span children to waste their time. Some of the biggest people on YouTube you've never heard of. I mean, it's like because the way YouTube algorithms work is they hyper focus on what you're watching. I'm starting to realize that's probably one reason I, I really reacted to Andrew Tate is because I watched like one Andrew Tate video and I don't have a YouTube account. I don't have a, I don't log in, you know, I'm always typing in everything. And, um, and it just kept feeding me Andrew Tate videos. Like everything was Andrew Tate after I watched one video. And so I was like, oh, this dude, you know, that he's being pushed by, by the beast. And, uh, and then I realized that if you click on any video, they feed you, they just keep feeding it to you. Isn't he glamorizing the love of money? Could that be called evil? Yeah, it's amoral can become more evil than immoral because it doesn't even acknowledge good. It gets philosophical. <laughs> but amoral can become more physically evil and destructive than immoral because immoral is the inverse of God. So it's like, what is up is down. What is left is right. Amoral is just, I'm going to win a game. I'll do anything it takes to win the game. And that can be, that's how I view every world leader, whether it's Putin or Trump or Xi or Biden, they're all fairly amoral and they can appear more moral or immoral depending on, on what uh, population they're serving. That's why Putin right now appears more moral because the Russian people require more morality than the, you know, the, the baby booming Americans. But you were right about Tate. He was being pushed. He wanted to talk. Yeah, yeah, he was being pushed. I mean, millions and millions of people. But I'm just saying that when you click on something, even if you don't have an account, your, your phone will tell YouTube, like, keep feeding it. Because I clicked on one Mr. Beast thing, and then my whole phone was like, beast, 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 beast. And I started, and, and the titles are very intriguing, where it's like, uh, how Mr. Beast made his first billion. And I'm looking at this little kid, and I'm like, what? Click. He's just another puzzle piece to the agenda of keeping kids glued to their phones. Yeah, exactly. Amoral can result in more evil than immoral, because immoral is still operating within the binary of good and evil. Amoral does not acknowledge the existence of good or evil. 
Don't forget Jared from Subway with $5 Footlong. His charity for kids to help them lose weight was a cover for him being a monster who made pornos of the kids he was helping. Yeah, yeah. Always watch out for people that flaunt charities. Because one, it's a tax haven. Bono has admitted that 99% of the money he raises for charity goes to like to fund the charity itself, which means to line the pockets of everyone. And it doesn't go to the people he's claiming. And typically, if you're going to, it's really dark, but that's how these people are. If you do a charity, it's usually to undercut a industry like in Africa. Uh, all if you know, all those clothes drives and stuff to send to Africa, what it does is it destroyed their textile industry. So it makes them more dependent and it's easier to kill them. So it's, uh, 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 YouTube's main objective is dumbing down kids. Yeah. Cause I kept thinking, um, like imagine if you make, if you make shirts in Africa and then all of a sudden all this free shit comes in, no one's going to buy your shirts. You go out of business. Everyone's dependent. It's, um, yeah, because I was thinking, how can Mr. Beast invest so much money into a platform that can kick him off at any time? And it's because they won't ever kick him off because he's serving them. Like somebody like me isn't serving that agenda because this, this stream is empowering to people. It's not a distraction. And it also doesn't feed the, um, feed the, uh, feed the demons. You know, whether it's lust, distraction, like the average person who watches this stream will sit or listen to like three straight hours of someone talking that actually expands your attention span. It will help inform you to the way the world works. It's, um, it's interesting. The philanthropists have a scam. They put each other and their kids and associates on each other's boards and giving them signatures, of the charity's money. Yeah, it's all a scam. YouTube has some, and that's the, the irony about all the trolls coming at me like a scammer. I'm provably not a scam and almost everything in the world is a scam. So why don't they spend all their time going after actual provable scams versus trying to say, oh, Owen Benjamin, I've cataloged all his hoodies. He has 20 hoodies. He's secretly, we're rich. Him and, him and his wife are trans. They secretly have all this money that... They use you for their money and they hire people to do their gardening. Uh, long form content is good for breaking the goldfish short-term memory conditioning. Yeah, exactly. That's why those guys figured out how to do like nine minute clips, rapid cutting, a lot of colors. And I'm not saying Mr. Beast is doing this to hurt kids. He's doing it for attention and money. Well, money that put that he puts back into his brand, which, which gets him more eyeballs. Um, that's why he does it. He's not doing it for the intention of the damage it's doing, but it's doing a tremendous amount of damage. He claims he doesn't care about money. He just wants to make the best videos he can. He brought up all his friends like Sandler. He seems grab or adjacent. No, but when he says best videos, he can best at what the best videos he can is to get as many eyeballs on it and to not leave it as possible. And so I don't hate on Mr. Beast. Like I don't, I, he doesn't revolt me, like revive. Like it's the same with Trump. Like Trump's a monster. He's like, he was just took part of a giant genocide in America. But he doesn't give me the same reviling, revolting feeling as a Bill Gates or a Joe Biden or a Jimmy Savile. Or, um, you know, Jared Kushner or uh, 
George Soros. And I thought about why, because I was talking about on the stream yesterday, like, why would I shake Trump's hand? I mean, I don't like Trump. I would, I would try and get him to admit to shit. But I'd be, I'm so revolted by Joe Biden when Donald Trump, you, you can, like, he has done horrible things. Because the reason he's doing horrible things is to win at a stupid game. It's not because he, he's serving, I mean, he is serving the devil without, but that isn't his main purpose. Like a George Soros, I think, loves, loves making white, black, and up, down, and hot, cold. I think they're like really into rebelling against the natural order. I think other people are like, five, you know, five nickels make a quarter, four quarters make a dollar, five dollars make a five dollar bill. So when Mr. Beast says he wants to make the best videos, he's not lying. But to him, the best videos is to capture the most amount of eyeballs for as long as possible, no matter what. Doesn't matter what the video is. And he figured it out. It's about schadenfreude, like seeing people in pain, fear, and excess money, and greed, and light, and colors, and moving. And have, like, like for example, he hired all his best friends from childhood. Do you think that is because he's such a good guy or because young men want to see a tribe? Our eyeballs go towards tribe. You know, I think the guy's just super smart and super autistic where it's like you want to see guys that have known each other for 30 years or 20 years or 10 years or whatever, all working together for long periods of time. It makes you feel good. And when you look at it, you go, oh, Mr. Beast is good to his friends. He doesn't care. He just wants to win. And I see the same thing with Trump. Okay, let's read some super chats. And then I got a lot more for you guys. I just wanted to, uh, to talk about that because I just found it so interesting. Because Mr. Beast doesn't revolt me. But I think that level of amorality is more dangerous than immorality. Um, but it's, you know, it's like the Kardashians. It's like they won their game at the expense of all these young women, like turning them into whores and materialists and all this. But they sleep at night because they say, yeah, but I, I'm, do, I'm making the best product I can. Product of what? All right, guy cries about being a shit father while drinking at 10 a.m. Fuck out of here. Just looking for sympathy views. Yeah, yeah, about Burt Kreischer, yeah. Uh, all right, the last Ballantyne says, greetings, Bart, Bart King. Ballantyne Bear here, just voicing my support for your IG streams and giving a bit to my fellow Florida man, Cod. Your inspiration has led me to see new opportunities selling microgreens at the farmer's market. So keep up the fight. Much love to you and the Bears onward. Like, that's my game. Like, I would much rather have somebody inspired to have children or start a business in my nation than, um, than eyeballs. You know, and that's why... Sometimes people will view you as crazy because you're in a different game than them. Like, because my behavior would, would, was contradicting a lot of Hollywood celebrities' um, game. They're like, no, when you say those words, you'll get less eyeballs on you. You know, and so they're like, he's gone crazy. He doesn't realize how self-destructive he's being. I'm like, I'm not in your game. I'm in a game. Don't get me wrong. I have goals. I have dreams I have ambition but it's not the same as theirs and I think theirs is fundamentally uh self-defeating because where does it go you just keep feeding 
the beast. You're not feeding your own people. You're feeding this emptiness. And then these kids grow up and they're like, oh, you don't know how to do Photoshop on your phone. I'm like, you can't read the constitution because no one taught you cursive. You don't know how to split wood. You don't know what electric, how, how to, you don't know how electric circuits work. Like you've been, and I don't want to sound like Mr. Boomer here, but it's like, it's true that there is knowledge in that. Like this, this Mr. B's guy is a industrious, hardworking brand oriented guy. Who's really good at product, but where does that go? You can get to become a billionaire, but what I'm adjacent to several billionaires and not a single one of them lives a life that I would want to lead. All right, Jeremy says, Bonjour, baby. Le thanks for the, trying the French accent the other day that was really hilarious. Keep crushing and thanks for the long being the best live show, not weekly, monthly, but daily. That was part one. Part two. I meant to ask you if you knew the French crochet René Cunin from early 20th century. No, I don't. I would love for you to look up his life as I think he had a lot of gravy for a pre-telephone word. Hey, baby, got my... Oh, no, this is Valhalla Bear. Well, I'll read that. I, I got more Jeremy to read real quick. Uh, could I le please be verified as French Muslim bear? Welcome, French Muslim bear. Born and raised in Lyon, France, and moved to the North America to create my Bertaria, inshallah. Merci again for breaking les spells. Those who might be tempted to give away despair should realize that nothing accomplished in this order can ever be lost. That confusion, error, and darkness can win the day only apparently and in purely ephemeral way. That's so true. That all partial and transitory disequilibrium must perforce contribute towards the greater equilibrium of the, the whole, and that nothing can ultimately prevail against the power of truth. René Guénon, the crisis of modern world. Isn't that interesting? He was talking about the crisis of the modern world before the telephone. It's the same story. It's amazing. Thank you for that, Jeremy. Very nice, very nice stuff. Valhalla Bear, hey BB, got my traditional dating book edited and I'm currently working on tailoring it towards younger men. I'd like to ask if you're okay with me using the title The Stead Pill or some variation. Yes, and thank you for asking, but yes, you can. Andrew said, tip for the piano man, keep crushing. Thanks for all you do and the positive impact you've had on my life. Because of you, I got married, had a daughter, and got a five-acre farm in South Carolina. My wife and I are currently trying for a second. Please verify me as Carolina Bear. Welcome, Carolina Bear. Letter in the works onward, Andrew. Yeah, that's my game. That's my goal. What he just said is going to get me less attention from him. But it's going to make his life better and it'll make our bond better. It'll make the whole world better. Like to have a wife and a baby and a farm, you're going to spend less time, unless you listen to the audio um, and you're working with your hands and stuff, Mr. Beast would say that that's bad business because if I'm encouraging people to do things that are not looking at me, I will make less money according to the YouTube market uh, uh, advertising scheme. But that's not my game because where does it go? Uh, um, fame is an inverted currency. 
I realized that in Hollywood when I used to date um, famous chicks, it sucked. They, they all think that they have a, own a piece of you. Everywhere you go, they'll throw a, a, a camera in your face or, you know, it's, um, it, it, it's not fun. So why would, would you intentionally try and become as famous as you possibly can and influence as many people as you possibly can? That's, that to me is, I mean, it's okay to, to be known and to influence people and all that, but that isn't the goal because it's not actually a, like the, the richest people in the world, you don't know their names because they know that it's a liability. And if you look at Mr. Beast's life, I mean, he had bad parents. And I can say that. You let your 13-year-old boy, 11-year-old son on the internet uploading videos alone to the world, you're a bad parent, in my opinion. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but that's that to me is very dangerous. And to expose an 11-year-old boy to the horrors of the internet, let alone have them develop their own fan base, is wildly inappropriate and, um, what's it called, not responsible. And so when you're dealing with someone that probably needed love, needed some form of Fit, uh, like emotional contact with, with a human being, of course he's going to develop into this personality that, that more attention is always better. I think that's, that's uh, amoral. But I, don't, I, have no, I have no hatred towards the guy at all because I don't think he hates the good, true, beautiful. It's the type of guy where if the good, true, beautiful got him more eyeballs, he would do, pursue that. There's a lot of people in this world that they, they hate God. And there's other people that are devo- develop this, this indifference to the spiritual realm. And it's just about succeeding at some form of goal. And uh, that's how I can explain why I don't have a re- revolt. Like I'm not reviled by Donald Trump, even though he, he did just take part in a genocide of people that I care about because it's like, it's like a coyote jumping on anything that makes a noise. It's like, they're not in the same game as me. Um, which is, it's sick, but it's not the same as how I feel about someone that, that just wants to hurt something beautiful. Okay. Um, Dan says, hello, big bear, longtime fan, new to Bertari. I can't thank you enough for breaking spells in my life and making me realize I, have been a retarded Canadian. Thanks for everything. Anytime, Dan. Uh, Matt says, El Duderino Bear here. I'm way behind on streams. 1492, the sub left. You're spot on about Italians. I'm part Italian from north of Boston and lived in what was known as the Guinea Gulch. Had a cousin we called Guido who owned a landscaping business we all work for, and I am in the Carpenters Union. Thank you. Much love to you and your family. Yeah, my hometown is very Italian. So I, uh, I know the Italian culture quite well. I'm a big fan in certain ways. Uh, by the way, uh, follow my telegram, Owen Benjamin. T dot, is it T dot me? I don't know. Is that something? It's telegram slash Owen Benjamin. I'm, I'll be more active there now. Um, than Instagram, they banned all my Instagrams, obviously. But, uh, but uh, Telegram is super convenient for me to upload videos and pictures and then just download them as soon as I do the stream. 
But Telegram, I mean, how long until they're converted or converged? A month, a year, I don't know. So we are working on our own social media and uh, we don't have a business plan for it. But I'll pay for it if I have to. Like, I'll just, I'll just fucking pay. I, I was inspired by Mr. Beast to spend more money on, on, uh, on um, infrastructure. I think he's right on the money with that. The, just keep putting it back in, your battery. And that's how you... Because wanting to keep and hold your money when you're growing and expanding um, a business is actually a liability in certain ways. Because the other, that's like what will put you ahead of the other guy. The other guy will be like, well, I got to make 30%. The guy that will work for less and make 5% to pay the bills and put the rest back into the battery, he's going to have a better product. He's going to, I used to do that when I made videos for Sony. Like Sony would give me $10,000 to make a video. And they were doing it to all kinds of comedians back then. And I'd spend 9000 on the video, 8000 on the video. Sometimes I keep 2000 But everyone else was spending 50 bucks on the video and just taking the 10000 So my videos looked like a Hollywood movie. Their videos looked like shit. And so because of that, I got the biggest deal in Sony history for uh, the internet at the time because my product was way better than, than my competition simply because greed is a liability where... You have to be willing to reinvest back in, whether it's human capital or uh, whatever, to, uh, to beat other people. All right. Joe says, hey, BB, this is but a modest first down payment towards paying down my Tate number you mentioned of Giants in 1516. Reminded me of a song called We Gathered in Spring by Midlake. Haven't heard it in years, so I figured the sink was worth mentioning. Banana ways. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. Appreciate that. Episode 1516 was awesome. Thank you. I don't know. Was that last episode? Yeah, feed the beast is not good for the people feeding the beast, in my opinion. Um, still money is lost. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying just spend all your money, like on bullshit. I'm saying that, like, let's say... Um, you, like, to reinvest in your business is smart. Phone BB, let me check. One second. Uh, your telegram, oh, my telegram is Owen Benjamin Comedy. Owen Benjamin Comedy, sorry about that. Uh, what the hell is Owen Benjamin? Is a spam account? What is a spam account? What does that even mean, Kyneton? Yeah, let me, uh, I gotta charge my fucking phone. Sorry about this, guys. Come on. I have to put it on this, this magnet thing. Hang on a second. Fucking thing come unplugged? Come on. Yeah. What's going on with my fucking phone? I'm autistic. Let me uh let me play you guys a 
a quick video about uh, where we are here. How long is this one? I'm gonna play you guys a video about grapes, and then I'll be right back. The grapes. Hey boys, you guys picking grapes? Yeah. Hey love. Hello. How's it going? Good. There's Come. a ton of grapes this year. Awesome. Yeah, they're um, they have they're, they taste really good. They're very sweet, but they have seeds. So I was thinking that we we're gonna do like some fruit leather. Awesome. Yeah. Hey Jack. Hello. Good job, boys. Hello. My grape pickers. <laughs> All right, I can't fucking. Sorry. I don't know how to charge my own fucking phone. Hang on a second. Let me, uh, I'll play something else. It's kind of interesting. Dude, the phones are all such shit. All right, then we'll talk about this. Tell me what your biggest buyer is. No, I absolutely know that I can't. Okay, but you know what it is? Oh, God, yeah, and you'd never guess it. Let's just leave it at that. This is a reenactment of a conversation between a New York Times journalist and a manager at one of the largest glitter companies in the world. Why can't you tell me? She responds from a nondescript warehouse in suburban New Jersey. Because they don't want anyone to know that it is glitter. Thousands and thousands of people have been trying to solve this all across the world. They can't. They found evidence, and I will say there's some really strange nuances in the details here, but that's for another time. Because right now, the real answer is, is we don't know where the glitter is going. We don't know who they are, and we don't know what it is. We've been seeing them spray all day today. I just, rem I just realized I don't care at all. Isn't that weird? As I was watching that, Cod sent me that. I'm like, I don't fucking care where the glitter is. Okay. Let's crowdfund for a chart. No, my phone's broken. Like the little, uh, the little uh, hole that you put the fucking thing in doesn't work. So I have to use this like magnet. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what the glitter is. I just realized that as I was listening to that. It's like, we've been trying to figure out where the glitter goes. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? All right, let's move on. I haven't watched this yet. Cod said it was funny. Don't feed the trolls. <laughs> Whoa. That's my Reddit page. I wonder if this is how they pay the Reddit trolls. That's wild. What a shitty job. All right, what's up next? Kaya did send me this. I haven't watched it yet. It says, insight into asshole. Okay. This is pretty good. Pretty good. At the uh, height of the pandemic, I realized that even though parks weren't open, golf courses were because they're privately owned. And uh, yeah, fuck them. They got their own little security that always would try to get me. But Is he on rollerblades? Never could. But boy, they tried. And uh, kept failing miserably. It was a... Uh, is he on rollerblades? The funny that kept me coming back. It wasn't more the adventure that was the hook that reeled me in. It was the fact that I would smoke golf carts like it was my business. 
when nobody was in business. I would just do it and do it some more with a huge selfie stick hanging above my head. And a lot of the times dressed in ridiculous garb like masks with funny characters and uh, whole outfits meant to play the part. And I played it well. Never got caught. I would let them get close sometimes, but not all the way. This one, though, on this particular day, had a bonus advantage for them because it had rained the night before and the grass was wet and I didn't have the biggest tire on this like I should have, but I felt myself at a couple points sinking in and about to fall. I didn't, but goddamn, I got close. Ah, that wouldn't have been good. I wouldn't have known what I would have done. Probably nothing. I mean, what's the security guard going to do? Dude, does anyone else want to see this guy get just form tackled? I don't know. Strong arm me? I don't think so. But uh, it's, it's nice to think of something like that maybe happening. So I led them on this wild goose chase for quite the minute. And they started getting more and more of the guards coming behind me. <laughs> just wasn't happening. It's uh, the little things in life that make you just get back out on the street and say, <laughs> I can't believe I'm an adult. Because, why well, I just fucking smoked them. Big okay. time. <laughs> so, so I got, I've, I'm conflicted on that. Half of me thinks it's great he uh, defied the lockdown. The other half despises that he, like, trespassed on private property and I wanted to see him get form tackled and fucking beat up. Okay, so Cod, what the fuck is the uh, the Telegram problem? So I don't have Owen Benjamin. That's We don't have that channel. Have I been promoting the wrong fucking channel? Who the fuck runs Owen Benjamin? All right. He's made up with himself. Kind of, I don't, my phone isn't working. You can just write me here, Cod. I don't, the private property part sucked. Yeah, I do not encourage anybody getting on private property, obviously. I think that I think he deserves to be form-tackled. Um, T.me slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. Thank you, Cozy Phantom. No, someone took Owen Benjamin. I actually think it's an Indian. Like a dot or feather Indian. Like a dot? Like a dot Indian? Who the fuck took... Who the... What fucking Indian? AJ defied the lockdown, but look at him. Alex Jones? He didn't defy the lockdown. I know people that worked for him. He was a mess. He made everyone wear masks and he was like pushing the vaccine at first. No, dude, that guy. Yeah, he just got fined a billion dollars. Um, full spam, show me Bob's Indian. Um, cool. Well, that's fine. As long as it's not like trolls, I don't give a shit. All right. So here is the list of chores that each age group should be allowed to do. Age-appropriate chores for children. This is helpful information. Ages two to three, put toys in toy box. Stack books on shelf. Place dirty clothes in laundry hamper. Throw trash away, carry firewood. Fold washcloths, set the table, fetch diapers and wipes, dust baseboards. Yeah, the more it's... Uh, uh, it's um, it's important to have your kids do your labor. It it makes them stronger adults. Uh, show him Bob's to get the domain name back. I don't know what that even means, but I know that Cotton's more tuned in to the lingo. My son liked the list. It felt like it challenged him. Yes. Age four to five. Feed pets. Wipe up spills. 
Put away toys, make the bed, straighten bedroom, water house plants, uh, sort clean silverware, prepare simple snacks, use handheld vacuum, clear kitchen table, dry and put away dishes, disinfect doorknobs. Ages six to seven, gather trash. That's not anti-Semitism, by the way. Fold towels, dust mop floors, empty dishwasher. And this is, dude, this is, they're all capable of this at these ages. Weed garden, match queen socks, rake leaves, uh, peel potatoes or carrots, make salads, replace toilet paper roll. Eight to nine, load dishwasher, change light bulbs, wash laundry, hang fold clean clothes, dust furniture, spray off patio, put groceries away, scramble eggs, bake cookies, walk dogs, sweep porches, wipe off table. By age 10, you're cleaning bathrooms, vacuuming rugs, clean countertops, deep clean kitchen, um, sweep out garbage, bring in mail, mow lawn, prepare a simple meal, do simple mending. Age 12 and up, you're doing everything at 12 and up. And then you, yeah, you start watching the other siblings. It's great. Here is the, uh, the two roads that diverge in the woods for Western men. Which way, Western men? Time to invest in your kids. Pay, um, time invested in your kids pays greater dividends than distractions keeping you from them. And then on the right, you have Bert Kreischer drinking hard liquor at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, people seem to be concerned about my ego from time to time. My ego is broken every morning. I sit behind nine goats' asses as they eat their food, and I squeeze their tits to get milk that my children drink. Farm living makes it so you never get a large ego. Like, I, like every day I'm behind that for a while, just going like this. So just understand that that's, uh, that's the deal. Uh, Unbearables Media posted this. Financial analysts now leveraging Owen Benjamin's social media bannings as a major tell of a coming Black Swan event. I think it's one of the reasons they ban me at certain times is because they know I'll see through some shit when it happens. And uh, I showed you the grapes. Oh, I, uh, I just want to shout out JP Morgan for doing what I never thought I'd see again in my lifetime, but they've decided to ban blacks again, which is great. Candace Owen says, Earlier today, I learned that Mr. Kanye West was officially kicked out of JP Morgan Chase Bank. Brave. Taking a hard stance against uh, certain racial demographics. I dig it. I was told there was no official reason given. Uh, have you seen his, his skin color? Candace, you might want to watch out. Well, you might want to watch who's next. Time to make the bees unbankable again. For those of you with vaccine damage, I'm just killing. Uh, eh, am I kidding? Kind of. Um, but they sent this letter as well to confirm that he was until late November to find another place for the Yeezy Empire to bank. Yeah, so uh, Kanye just got kicked out of his bank. Uh, whole time Chase Bank was a swastika in their logo. Yeah, say it with me. Separate but equal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, J.P. Morgan's going back to their roots. No blacks. All right, moving on. Kanye should get with Candace to make Kim jealous. No, Candace married a white royal. She literally did. Uh, I don't care that, that Kanye got kicked out of banking. It's like, that's their, it's like, it's their money. You want to make fun of Jews, they're going to fucking get mad at you and take their money back. Play Jewish games, win Jewish prizes. Exactly. 
Chase followed up by canceling all minority loans. Yeah, no, no, they're they're feeding the minorities more than ever right now. I should go to Chase and open up an account and say, how am I doing it? Because my money is not going to be mixed with the bees. Yeah, that would be so funny if everybody misinterpreted what just happened. They're like, finally, I don't want to ever bank next to those darkies. And they're like, no, that's not why we did it. We did it because he's been very anti-Semitic. Kim, just let me open a Chase account, Kim. Um, is that just a point narrative to Bitcoin being saved? Yeah, I think the whole thing's scripted. That's why I'm not taking it very seriously. I don't know what it's about, but it's about flexing. It's about, uh, you know, it's like, why did they just fine Alex Jones a billion dollars for pointing out that Sandy Hook is fake? Um, it's, I think it's just to groom people's minds, like, don't speak out or else you lose your banking. But I mean, it's stupid. It's not, it just, it just feels very scripted to me. They will boycott Chase. Well, none of them care. None of them care about boycotts. That's why all these, uh, these stupid conservatives are like, we pushed back against PayPal and, and, they, and they took back their disinformation shit. Like they, it was scripted. So PayPal says, if you do any racial prejudice, disinformation, blah, 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 we can uh, fine you $2,500 per incident. Like if you post a, what they consider a racist meme, they can take $2,500 right out of your account. So all the stupid conservatives are like, disinformation? And so according to the script that I guarantee was written before they even started this shit, they go, oh, no, no, not disinformation. We're sorry. And then the stupid conservatives go, we win again, patriots. You see how boycotting works? No, it's just they're doing this. That's it. They're just anchor pricing. Did they say you're not going to be fined $2,500 for racism, for discrimination, for discriminating against sexual degeneracy? If you call someone, uh, if, you do, if you are opposed to sodomy, I guarantee that's still in their fucking terms. All right, here's some super chats. Jonah Bear says, Hey, BB, if you're working on building your own social media to do night streams, I'd love to mention that I will gladly pay $5 a month or more to support that. I think you'll find that if you perform some market research, many bears would love to help build a platform for night streams and gravy. Interesting. Thank you for that, Jonah Bear. John says, gravity is the most important part of the theory of outer space. However, if you remove it, all you're left is gravy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thanks for all the gravy streams. Getting married in a month to a bear I met at a bear meetup you built. Uh, freight train bear. Yeah, and that doesn't have a return on attention for me. You see the difference between me and Mr. Beast? I'm encouraging people to do stuff that will make it so they're less interactive in this community, but they're more grateful and the world gets better. I'm not in the same game as those people. And it's, uh, it's interesting to look at. Louisiana Black Bear says, an overdue booster chat was feeling the rollerblades growing on my feet. Keep crushing. I'm, I didn't want to say anything, Louisiana Black Bear, but it's ju just in the nick of time. Joe Gagan says, bears are funny. Indeed, bears are very funny. It is all about money. Yeah. And money's fake. I know that it's how the system currently works and we're in the system, not of the system. But if you do stuff just for money, you end up becoming very evil. I've been with PayPal for over 20 years, done with that shit. Smart. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy what they're doing. Are blackball, boycott, and cancel all the same thing? Um, blackball, boycott, cancel. Now they're all slightly different. Uh, there's an epic who's on first version of disinformation with Kanye West. You get banned for disinformation? Which information? Dis? No, disinformation. Man, I'm going to be so confused. Disinformation? Right here? No, disinformation. So you talk about disinformation? You mean this? Who this? Who this? You mean this? Okay. Uh, Speaking of disinformation, Pfizer vaccine not tested for transmission due to speed of science. Janine Small, a senior executive at pharmaceutical giant Pfizer, has claimed the company did not know whether the vaccine prevented transmission of COVID-19 before it was rolled out globally, according to news.com.au. Small made the Small Hat made the comments during her testimony at the European Union Parliament this week while being questioned by Netherlands MEP Rob Jew. Um, yeah, the speed of science is a funny idea. So I came up with a uh, with a uh, a new unit of measurement. It's blowjobs per nigger, BJ slash N. And so the speed of science right now is 911 BJs per N. And I know that sounds silly and ridiculous, but it's more valid than anything these people have said for years. So it's BJs per N. BJ over N. Is the speed of science. Okay. And I know people are now mad. They're like, well, why did I lose my job? Because your employer's a retard. Okay? If you took the vaccine, like, that's your fault. I didn't take the vaccine. Nobody here, very few people I know took the vaccine. If they did, they were they felt obligated and blah blah blah. It's stupid. It didn't, not only does it kill people. It was never proven to do anything good. The the purpose of the vaccine is to lower the world's population. Now, if you want to, if you're so in a trance that you're going to take medical advice from Bill Gates, a convicted criminal who gets awards for lowering the world's population, then that's your decision. You know, but it was always stupid. It was always crazy. And Honestly, I I was there the whole time and they never, they always made it so stupid that it was, that if you took it, it is kind of stupid. It was like they were giving away Krispy Kreme donuts to people, to blacks that would take the vaccine on the street. You think that's medical science? That they'll just inject it into you as you stuff your face with a fucking donut? That you get free beer if you take a medical procedure? It shows you that it was always stupid. And yeah, you might not have made it as much money or you might have felt like, you know, you invested all this time and degrees into something, but your life is more important than that. Free lap dances at a fucking porno shop. They were, swear to God, guys, they were giving out free lap dances. Strippers were giving out free lap dances for, and they would inject you with a fucking vaccine. Do you think that's medicine, guys? Do you think that any medical professional that wasn't 
insane, bought off, sold out, genocidal, evil? Do you think anybody would sign off on a medical procedure where they allowed strippers to shoot an experimental vaccine that hasn't been proven to do anything positive and has unbelievably bad side effects? You dissing my inflammation? In San Fran, I was not allowed to attend my best friend's wedding without it. Social pressure was huge. Yeah, well, it turns out he's not your fucking best friend, Persian Jew. And I know I know that people get mad at me for talking so directly. I don't care. Some of the people that get mad at me for talking so directly are now dead. Because they no one in their life loved them enough to talk this directly to them. The soft kill of tolerance, I will not be a part of. And no, because I'm not in the same game of attention. Oh, yeah, but you, that's why you get kicked off all these platforms. It's your fault. No, no, no. It's because I won't want to know what I'm seeing in society is an unbelievable push towards, um, what's it called? Not, is it non-confrontation? No, it's uh, agreeableness that there's a lot of policies where if enough people don't like you, they'll kick you out, whether it's true or false. Have you noticed that? I've noticed that. The disagreeable men, men that are capable of saying no, are capable of saying hard truths like stop threatening suicide. It doesn't help you and it's parasitic. That one thing drives people crazy. They're like, because I I was raised by someone like that. A lot of sick, demonic people think that if they threaten suicide, everyone should just bow down and kiss their ass. Fuck that. All right. And so if you're disagreeable, there's so many systems now set up where it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. If enough people hate you, they kick you out. And being agreeable to evil is worse than evil, in my opinion. Because many times the people doing evil are reprobate. They've descended into a state of animalistic nature. So if you are not reprobate, like you have not descended to a state of complete degeneracy, Uh, It's your responsibility to call it out. Truth, a thousand percent, BB, I'm pushing back as hard as I can personally. Yeah, you don't have to be an activist, but if your quote unquote best friend says, you have to take a vaccine to come to my wedding, you say, then fuck your wedding. Oh, but you're my best friend. I'm not going to take part in a worldwide genocidal operation to watch you fucking say a few words to some bitch. Oh, you calling my wife a bitch? She just wants you to take part in a genocidal operation. It's like, yeah, she's a bitch, dude. And she's running, and she's already running your fucking life. So, no, I doubt doubt we'll even be friends in five years. I bet that bitch will have you on a leash in the basement. Maybe she'll throw you some kibbles and bits, you little fucking pussy. Oh, you, you talk to people so many. Yeah, yeah. And you'll see where I am in five years and where the fuck you'll be in five years disagreeableness leads to fruit. It leads to family. Want to know what women are attracted to? Men who can disagree? Want to know what women find repulsive and disgusting? Soy face. You know, men that cannot, that that have no ability of, of facing down anything bad. So true. Yeah, they're, they're not attracted to you when you do that because you have no value to them. This is too funny. His wife absolutely hates me. And I did take the jab to attend his wedding. 
Obviously, I regret I took it. Like I said yesterday, it's okay, Persian Jew. You guys are traumatized from the time you're born, and you're easily susceptible to social pressure. Um, hopefully, you enjoy this stream and you become a much better Jew for it. And I do like the Persians a lot. I used to be friends with this dude named Maz Jabroni. He's a comedian, and his joke about being Persian, he's like, we are not Iranian. No, no, we are Persian like kitty cat. Meow. Always made me laugh. It's like, are you Iranian? Iranian like terrorist? No, no, no. We Persian like kitty cat. Meow. Um, always made me laugh. The word Persian does sound a lot softer than Iranian because the grabbers um, have put a lot of resources into getting people to think Iranian is scary and Persian isn't scary. Persian's like a kitty cat, like a Persian kitty. Uh, the first porno website I ever saw when the internet was young was called Persian Kitty. I, I still remember going to a porno website and it would be like tits or a vagina or something. And it would take so long to come out. It would just be like, it would take like minutes. And then you saw it and you're like, oh my God. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, that was the name of the website. Isn't Iran an acronym? It can if you want it to be. Israelis really are niggers. Iran. Uh, my Iranian buddy in college just used to tell people he was Mexican in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, I bet he took the vax. Sounds like a pussy. You know. Oh, he's just trying to fit in, Big Bear. Yeah, yeah. All the people trying to fit in just injected potentially glitter into their body. I don't know if it's glitter. I just thought that was funny. 14.4 thousand bowed porn was an exercise in self-control. Yeah, but back then it was, it was like the fastest thing you've ever seen. Like back then for us to see porn, we had to hike in the woods and find it under leaves. So to see it on a screen was mind blowing. All right, here's how Donna Baberica says, I also have a YouTube channel, but I like showing men how to bushcraft and do camping things to make camping more enjoyable. It live free, live wild. It's not for getting money, but for the love of teaching. That's awesome, Don. And making money isn't a bad thing. You know, uh, making a living is, is not only not a bad thing, it's essential for men to do. But when it's like, there's, when your goal is money and not service, when your goal is to be a billionaire, not, you know, a good dad, you're going to end up doing evil. In my opinion, a hilarious, famous, misogynist, uh, shock jock from Tom Likas would say that all Iranians would call themselves Persian to fool the chicks they were trying to date. If I was Iranian, I'd just be like, I'm Iranian. Don't fuck with me or I'll blow up your house. Right. I'd use it to my advantage. They'd be like, oh, what are you, Iranian? That's scary. I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm Iranian. You want me to wear my vest? They'd be like, oh, Jesus, that's so terrifying. I'm like, yeah, put the money on the, on the counter and back away. I'd just be a criminal. I'm just kidding. All right, let's, uh, let's read some mail. I would, too. I'd own it. If I was black, I'd be the blackest fucking dude ever. I'd, wear a bow, I'd have a bow tie. I'd be, like, hardcore Muslim. You know, and I'd, I'd look like I just got out of prison all the time. I'd be like, the one thing they scared of is a nigga with a library card. 
That I would be like, I'd be a five percenter. You guys know what those guys are? I would be the most militant fucking. Whoa! Thanks, man. We got a, I just got a really good donation for the campground. I'll read this letter immediately. I would be. Like, I would not be, like, an American black guy. I would be, like, the guy that you look at. Like, I'd be the guy that, that if, I, like, you know how, like, somebody walks into a room and there's, like, ten giant black guys behind them in bow ties and they just stand there waiting for orders with shades on? I'd be one of those guys. Like, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd be like, Brother Mohammed said to sit down. And everybody would be like, Jesus, dude. Because I, I, I still assume I'd be 6'8". And black is... Oh, yeah, I'd be, a, I'd be in a black Israelite. I'd either be super Muslim, super 5%er, or black Israelite. Like, I wouldn't be like a, a fucking Jay-Z black guy. I'd be like... I'd be the guy that people looked at and they're like, Oh, God, that guy's fucking... That guy's really disciplined. Uh, you can't have Iran without Ira. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Those black Israelites yelling at the Jew on the sidewalk and how the, yeah, but I wouldn't even get in people's faces. I'd be above that because that's a feminine reaction. I'd be like, all those brothers on the street yelling at the Jew there. That's a feminine reaction. We do not yell at the Jew. We build above the Jew. And then I'd like, and then some, all the other blacks around me just keep going, uh huh, mm hmm, right on, brother. And I'd be like, we do not, the eagle does not bother himself with the, with the thoughts and feelings of the pigeon. And they go, uh huh, yeah, yeah, brother Big Bear, brother Big Bear. And I'd be like, I will not share bread with the likes of the street people called the Jew. You know, I would, it, it would be insane. I would never do rallies or protests or anything like that. Never. I'd be like, we do not yell about and cause commotion on the sidewalk. We have much more business at hand. And everyone would be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, that's right, that's right. I'd be like, we, dude, it would, we, we, and then whenever we'd be in public, we'd be very, we'd be so polite, everyone would fucking freak out. I would be like, I would like one loaf of bread, please, and thank you. And they'd be like, uh, okay. And I'd be like, here is your money for the bread. Have a beautiful day. And then I'd walk out and they'd be like, that guy is so fucking polite. I'd be like, good day to you, ma'am. And good day to you, sir. And then I would like, you want to know who, uh, who I'd act kind of like would be, uh, Remember the bad guy from Breaking Bad who like uh, owned the, the chicken place? Remember that black guy who's also in that show, The Boys? Funny how bow tie and a black guy is equals pedo with bow tie, or white guy, yeah, bow tie and a black guy is basically, yeah, exactly. I would be shockingly polite. I'd be like, we do not go above the speed limit. <laughs> I would never, oh yeah, Gus Fring. You know, Gus Fring is always like, He's all about cleanliness, order, following every rule meticulously, but underground, he's building an empire. Dude, I should have been black, man. I would have been the fucking best black guy ever.
As a white guy, it's just so easy to be white. It's just so easy to fit in and crush. If I was black, I feel like it would give me enough motivation to really fucking crush. I'd be like, I put my hands at 10 and 2. I check my blind spot before I pull out. Everyone's like, Jesus. Dude, it's like, we do not hold a firearm sideways and scream like women. We do our violence in a legalistic manner. Dude. Those are the guys, especially when they're like jacked. Like, you know they did prison time and they are rehabilitated. Aggressively polite. Yeah, I would be like, I am here to do commerce in your store. Would you mind giving me a loaf of bread in exchange for my currency, please? And thank you. And then someone else would come in. They'd be like, oh, brother, big bear, brother. I'd be like, hello to you as well, brother Mohammed. I am doing business with one of the locals. And they'd be like, dude. Oh, yeah, I need wire rim spectacles. Bow tie jacked and I drive like some form of DeVille and I and I'm like meticulous I'm like I turn on my blinker 50 feet before the approaching turn like I'm just like robotically obey the fucking laws but secretly still running bike thief ring no no I I'd be doing legal war okay anyway yeah suspenders Polished shoes. Oh, and I only get my shoes polished by other black men because I would not allow a white man to touch my shoe. And they're like, it, because it's an, it's an honor to polish the shoe of a fellow brother. And now I will polish your shoe. And then they'd see me polishing their shoe. And then there'd be like two white guys in our crew just to show it wasn't about race. But we were very tribal. But the two white guys in were the most hardcore. Dude, I, I would love being black. Oh my God. I would, it would give me the motivation to just really take it to the next level. Uh, what about interracial dating? It's not banned, but it's not ideal. And it's frowned upon. Uh, this is spot on. Yeah, d- dude, that's how I would I would be... So, I would be so fucking polite and distant to everyone that wasn't full bow tie, suspenders, polished shoes. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Greetings, Big Bear. I've been, by the way, this is very generous. Thank you. I've been listening since the White Claw days, but this is my first time writing in. I figure merely watching from the sidelines for so long ranks at least a .33 on the sodometer. <laughs> Uh, BB, you could always do blackface. No, I'm not going to fake it. You know, it's just so easy being white. It's just like, you don't feel like you have to, you know, really escalate. I'm like, yeah, I can go 10 miles over the speed limit. What's going to happen? Nothing. They fucking pull you over. You might have to pay 50 bucks or they recognize you from a YouTube video and let you go. If I was black, I would be like, hello, officer. I have my papers, but you do not have a warrant. They'd be like, oh, Jesus, this guy's fucking really fired up. As a white guy, I'm like, oh, hey, Gary. It's like, oh, 
Why don't you slow down a little bit there, Big Bear? Albuquerque, and I'm not even saying black, uh, blacks are persecuted by cops. I'm just saying that, I don't know, there's just something about being white that just feels so naturally relaxed. Yeah, I would always be on time. I'd be like, I'd be like, always be two minutes ahead of schedule. It's like, nah, nigga, we got, we got CPT, colored people time. I'm like, that is why you call yourselves niggers. Because you act like them. I am not a nigger. And I'd be like, oh, come on, man. Come on, brother Muhammad. You being so aggressive. I'm like, I have made an offer on your home. I believe the street corner is where you belong. If you're on time, you are late, sir. So I'll pay the gay away with the enclosed donation to the Ozark Campground. It looks to be a truly legendary project and has inspired me to finally join in and actually participate in the community. Yeah, thank you. When I first heard your stream, I was living in Philly with no connection to God and no purpose beyond stacking magic squares. When not working, I'd spend much time drinking, smoking the devil's lettuce, and watching truth or fear porn, despairing about what the future may hold. I found your stream to be a hilarious, refreshing change in pace from the other stuff I was watching. Your framing of the grabbers and babblers as wizards casting spells resonated immediately, and your story of forsaking the riches of Babylon to stand up for what was right was extremely inspiring. I would listen regularly to see what spells you'd break next. As time went on, more and more spells were broken. The nihilistic and materialistic worldview I had for so long began to fracture until one day it shattered into a million little rogans who each scurried away under the rocks and twigs, never to be seen again. This is beautiful. And a J handler in the background. No trial, Jew Bear. No Jays. I know, and that terrifies you, don't you? If you want to be Brother Toronto, we will talk. But you do not get to be the Jew. Who controls us? Now I'm tasked with rebuilding a coherent worldview not based on the lies I spent much of my life believing. I'm confident that this realm was created and can find no faults with Jesus' teachings. But it's hard to accept that he was actually an avatar of God and will eventually return to save all of the faithful, regardless of how they live their lives. The thought our immortal soul only incarnate here for one lifetime doesn't resonate either. Though I doubt, anything, I doubt anything of our ego and memories persist after death, I've been listening to Howdy lately, who seems convinced the reincarnation cycle is a trap with the purpose of trapping us in this world construct so our negative energy can be harvested. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think about that, but, you know, Howdy was also, like, really scared about monkeypox. So, and I like Howdy, but he was, like, really getting fear porny about monkeypox and just, you know, it's a, it's a pretty negative worldview to say this is a place to harvest negative energy. Um, but yeah, I do, I do see what you're saying. Sometimes I have feelings like I've been here before. Sometimes I have feelings like I, I know things that I shouldn't know. I have no reason to know. I don't know if that's tapping into the Akashic record or, or what, but, um, 
sometimes reincarnation resonates with me and sometimes it doesn't. I don't, I don't know, but, um, you know, let me keep reading here. Uh, I do think this is true on some level, but that is the purpose of the B system, not of reality itself. Right. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. We were talking about Mr. Beast earlier, the B system, like Mr. Beast. So interesting. And he does embody it because the beast isn't going to come across as, as obviously evil. It just wants your time and your attention and your stress. It wants you to just look at it and feel negative. Yeah. Maybe there is some truth to the harvesting of negative emotions. Yeah. But that, okay. This is what I'll say. It's not the purpose of this realm, but I think there's an element of farming uh, fear and stress here. Yes, I'll give you that. Um, Howdy has a negative view of this world. Yeah, but this world has a negative and a positive to it. So his negative view might be valid, but there's a, a major positive view I don't think that he addresses. Same with Matt from Quantum of Conscience. Like they, they really do feel like they're just holding on um, in this, you know, slaughterhouse of deception and... Um, you know, and, and there's one thing about Matt from quantum and howdy that they have in common. Neither one of them has children. And I like both those guys. I listen to both those guys. I'm not, this isn't like internet beef. And I would talk to them about it if I ever did streams with them again. But I think a lot of men that get to a certain age that didn't have children, if they don't have gold and guns, Denmark bear, I think you're doing just fine. Um, they view, they see the harvesting and they think that that's the whole world. Matt is my favorite truther that I completely disagree with. I feel the same way, Boer Bear. Like when he was talking about the, um, that new AI art and how it's from like the demon realm and shit, I'm like, no, I, I literally just talked to a programmer for a while exactly how they do it. And they, the, the thing he's right about, I think, is the, 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 the economics of it make no sense. Like 10 bucks a month to have unlimited original artwork from AI. Like obviously their servers cost way, 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 way more than that. To be able to do like 4K, 8K renderings in two seconds. Um, that I think he's right about. But it's definitely physically possible. Like it's not, you know, the whole idea that AI is like some demon realm. And no, it's just script. It's just, uh, it's just like, you know. Just script. It just commands. I have a slight issue with childish truthers. They get quite, quite dark. Yeah, but there's also a benefit from their life because they can dedicate their whole, they're almost like monks, where they can dedicate their entire, all their energy to the pursuit of these intellectual things. But at the same time, there's so much that you're shown from having a child. You get to relive your childhood with an adult mind. You get to... Remember what it's like to be a child, to have that innocence, to have that worldview, to have that well of energy that never ends. And that is profound when it comes to truth or pursuits. I work in data and analytics and there's no magic there, just overpaid engineers. Yeah, it's a lot like the jet fuel conundrum I had. One of the main things about some of these, um, some of these areas is that it doesn't coincide whatsoever with the economics that we think are happening. 
because what they're doing isn't tied to economics. It's tied to, uh, to subversion, controlling young minds, farming. You know, there's, there's definitely a demonic element to it, but it's not the technology itself. It's the motivation to keep people addicted, focused on something that doesn't matter. You know, it's one more skill set people won't develop is uh, art if they can just plug it in and not have to do it. It's why people's handwriting has gotten so bad and stuff like that. But I, it's not, that's how I view it. Did this at Google totally agree the people behind it still control a lot of it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason it seems demonic and crazy is because the amount of money and infrastructure that would go into something that you can get for $10 makes no fucking sense. Art was always created by human hands. That's true, Barley Mobber. Because the art, quote unquote, that they're presenting you is from humans. It's from us. They just search keywords and plug it in and mix it and match it. And that's why it seems so weird and soulless because they didn't, AI can't make art. How is that art? Uh, well, okay, images. The better word is images. You're right, it's not art. Art is all, you're right, you got me. Vegas Gravy Train Bear, you're right. Art is never made by a robot. It's mimicry. Thank you, Mullet Bear. Man, we really, this chat and my intellect and your intellect and our trust is like a superpower. I love it. I love doing these streams, man. It, it really is like a, a college, no, college classes suck. It's like, a, it's like the best education I've ever had. I think that's why John Levy sounds like a downer to childless. Yeah, I don't want to be prejudiced against childless people. I've thought about that. Every now and then I'll start sounding like a dick when I'm like, oh, no kids, I'm not going to listen to you. It's like, stop. Some people just don't have kids. Some people either chose to, biologically they couldn't. They, you know, their fertile years, they weren't with somebody. And that doesn't degrade them at all. They still can have an unbelievable purpose in this world. And I shouldn't sound like a dick when I do that. I know I do when, um, when, when I'm being funny, but I don't actually think that someone's a less of a person for not having kids, but it's like farming. It's like, I think that there's so much truth in nature that if people aren't constantly interacting with it, uh, they don't see it. And it's like that with being, a, forget about being a parent, being around children. You know, like whether or not it's your nephews and nieces or you're just involved in teaching kids in your local area. Uh, Owen is making a major switch in the energy matrix at the moment. I am truly enjoying seeing this re in real time. Awesome. I didn't get, no, no, you, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not saying you tried to get me. I'm just saying your point is valid. All right, anyway, let me keep reading this awesome letter. Well, the true nature of this realm and our purpose here may always remain a mystery. I feel it is fundamentally good. Yeah, me too. But there is the harvester. There is that demonic element of pain harvesting, the beast. And how do write about that? It's just, to me, it's so counter. There isn't that counterbalance of having a, a little baby grip your hand and giggle at you when they're two months old. Like, you, you're, you can't explain that with this is a... As Sam Tripoli once called it, a, uh, a haunted house for loosh harvesting. There's truth in that, but there's also, it's just not, it's just not the full picture. What I do know for sure is that a life 
rooted in the good, true, and beautiful as possible, and that all of the fancy pants in Babylon have no value at all. Your stream played an important role in helping me to realize this, and I'm extremely grateful for that. Thank you. I'm extremely grateful for your donation to Bertaria. Jesus. I'm crushing it now. I've moved back to my hometown in central Pennsylvania, quit the booze and weed, and purchased a completely undeveloped plot of land, which I've been laying infrastructure with some buddies. We recently finished up a campsite and access road, and we'll be putting in a pond in October. That's awesome. Oh, putting in a pond next. Sorry. The, the, the Chilisk Creek cuts right through the land, providing a nice source of fresh water. Uh, though after a few days of rain, it swells up too high to drive across. Perhaps one day we will build a bridge over it, if that's okay with Martin from Rockfin and the state of Pennsylvania. I've enjoyed the BT app, but haven't seen a meetup hosted too closely yet, so I'll take that as a sign I should host one in the near future. Yeah, you should. You should. And see if there's other bears near, nearby, but first I should get verified. So please verify me as Chilasake Bear. That's Chill, C-H-I-L-L-A-S-A-Q-U-E. Or if that's too long and awkward to pronounce, just Chill Bear. Yeah, Chill Bear. We're going Chill Bear. Thanks for everything you do. Excited to make it down to Missouri next year. Grateful, not gayful. Chill bear. Thank you, brother. That was awesome of you. Our info. Uh, awesome. You are the man. Highway to the danger zone. Fucking highway to the fucking danger zone. Yeah. Everybody's fucking. Everybody's looking real good. The fucking highway to. The danger zone A fucking highway to The fucking danger zone Um Alright I'm excited about this letter Everyone doing coke in the dumps hey, Fucking everybody's doing the coke in the dumpsters of home. <laughs> God says, I'll have everything ready for tomorrow's stream. What do you have everything ready for tomorrow's stream about, Kyneton? Does someone want to tell me some plans? Huh? Dear Owen, I'm so excited about the Missouri property. I was uh, glad to be able to donate. I won't be able to go next year, but I'll find someone to give my ticket to. The tip enclosed in the letter is just to thank you to be used however you want. Thank you. That's awesome. Over the last four weeks, I went through a very intense and unpleasant experience right when the unauthorized.tv update was happening and my subscription expired. I felt like I was without a very important support during this time, but I got through it and I am in the best place I've ever been in my life. I just want to thank you again for your streams. They've helped me so much. Sincerely, Thoughtful Bear. Thank you, Thoughtful Bear. I'm glad you're, you're doing good and I really appreciate you. 
Any reference to Top Gun makes me think of men standing with one-inch faces apart. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally gay porn. And I know people say, oh, you're really the gay one for noticing it. Dude, when, when, uh, when, uh, what's it called? What's his name? Um, Quentin Tarantino broke it down. That made me laugh a lot. Oh, nice. Lewski. Look at that. That's a nice picture. Is this by Lewski? No, it's by Jim Little, drawborderless.com. Oh, look at that. A nice little cat. That's cool. That's fucking really good, man. Dear Owen, for anyone out there who thinks mushroom clouds are only possible with alleged nuclear bombs, I've included a photo taken 25 years ago from my misspent youth while camping. It was taken with one of those disposable cameras, and I just got lucky with the timing of it. <laughs> uh, Top Gun recovery sketch was hilarious. Thank you, Boar Bear. I should do more sketches again. I just really like talking to the chat and streaming. I think this... What do you guys like? Do, do you guys find quality in these streams like is this what i should focus on because i only have so many hours in the day i like doing these long streams so that it can replace babylonian uh television with something good you know and i i like listening to long form talking myself so that's why i focus on this but you would you rather have me i like ig nights yeah me too god me too both, BB, I love both. Yeah, I, I, part of me wants to get back into sketches, though, but I, it would take a lot of time. Stream, nice. Highway to the BJ per N-word zone. These streams are very grounding for me. Yeah, this is a superior art form. I think so, too, Keeper of the Mountain Bear. I think these long streams are a, a, a higher form of art to me, but sketches are great. Okay, anyway, um, the recipe for this idiotic experiment was a, I don't want to talk about bombs on the internet. For some reason, in this case, we unleashed what became known as a wax bomb. I'm not saying how that was made. It has been because of having too much Crown Royal or uh, the creepy German dudes who wandered by our campsite. One was carrying an old Indian text and apparently practicing lines about becoming death or something. That's hilarious. The other one had crazy hair, his tongue sticking out, and his dick in his cousin. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, that's a reference to Oppenheimer and Einstein. Anyway, I don't recommend anyone try this, but the wax bomb blew up the whole skyward in one shot. Yeah, I'm not even telling people how to try it. I guess between 10 and 15 feet high. The bottom line is that no atoms were split or fused to create this fractal of a mushroom cloud. Furthermore, it was easily created by a bunch of Canadian drunks. I'm Canadian whiskey, a recipe for a more ridiculous human being you will rarely find. Explosively yours. Graphite bear. Nice graphite bear. Yeah, I feel like uh, reading the ingredients of a bomb crosses some legal lines on the internet. But thank you. That letter was wonderful and so were your drawings. Streams are good. Interviews are great. I'll, I'll have more interviews soon. I like doing interviews too. I think the new computer will have really good audio for the interviews. Ozark. Nice. Nice. The fucking danger zone. Yeah. 
Dear Big Bear, enclosed is my check for the Ozark Project. I hope to make it there next year. Hearing about the dude who wants us to fund his holistic medicine class reminds me of the young people who contact me requesting I help fund their mission trip to Africa to dig a well. I suggest they save money and preach the gospel on the streets here. If the dude does not have enough close friends to raise 15K, what makes him think we who don't even know him have enough faith in him to pay for his education? Yeah, I, I like the guy a lot. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I'm not I'm not going to be a part of that. But I do like the the guy's letters are awesome. Hang on, let me read this real quick and then I'll continue. Dear Big Bear, if I donate 400 now, could I donate another 600 later to upgrade? Uh, if I do it by a certain date, thanks for sharing the Bear community. Yes, absolutely. Cucumber, I love this stream. Thank you, Cucumber. Um. I would love to do a BB interview in the future. Nice, JT Tillman. About what? Pray tell. But yeah. This letter, though, is to tell you about a church lady I encountered years ago. Quick background my wife and I attended a mega church in Maryland about 10 years ago. Interesting. Mega churches in Maryland are probably filled to the brim with sodomites. Um. Or was it? I was doing Kenny Loggins. They all sound the same to me. They're like dying to say fucking. That's why uh, that 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 uh, that uh, Vince Vaughn movie was so that bit was so funny, and I happen to know that guy really well. I can't remember his name, but it was the guy uh, the guy who was like, "I fucking need you more than ever." Like that bit went viral from Wedding Crashers because it's you can feel that they want to say it in every '80s song. They're like, "I need you more tonight." I fucking need you more. Dan Band. Yeah, yeah. That guy's cool. I've, uh, I've hung with him a lot, oddly. I can't believe I didn't remember his name. Real sweet dude. Uh, a live stream as Black Owen for three hours would be hilarious. If I, just, if I use a, a bow tie, I'm like, I will not be talked to in that way. I got to figure out what black guy I want to be. I think Africa has their fill of white knights. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think that that a lot of the it's one thing to preach the gospel there, which is cool. It's another thing to do the jobs that they're supposed to be doing for themselves. It creates dependency. Like giving Africa food and clothing is actually really bad for them. It creates a dependent class that will be forever poor. You know, and it's it's really bad to do to people. Uh, if you want to um, really do charity that, that actually helps people, I don't know, crowdfund some land and set up skill uh, training exercises. Know anyone doing that? You know, uh, teach a man to fish. You never have to give him fish. If you just keep giving a man fish, he's going to start acting like a hard N-word, right? All right. I will be like, the color of my skin does not determine the nature of my attitude. Okay. God, so what, what, do you, what are you going to have ready for tomorrow? Am I, am I announcing something? Because you have this pinned. I just exited your pin. Kyneton? Free clothes destroy the textile industry. Exactly. Exactly. And the textile industry is a bedrock of every uh, civilization. The grabbers know this. I don't know, Tommy Hilfiger, all these people, what do they all have in common? They're all Jewish, and they all know how to fucking 
destroy other competition. Do you know how successful African cultures may be? They have really cheap labor and unlimited resources. I don't know why that's pinned. It was confusing me, you reading it. Yeah, it was pinned the whole time, by the way. Hopefully my phone's actually charging. Um, the letter, though, is to tell you about church. Okay, Maryland Tenure. The church was great until the boomer pastor turned the church over to a Gen Xer. Ha ha. A very short, skinny guy who eventually left his wife and went gay. Yeah, it's a story as old as time at these fucking mega churches. The story of how the church was destroyed is a long but interesting lesson on how cucks and gammas ruin what they get in charge of. Yeah, never give them an inch. Don't agree to their worldview and don't accept that whole shame mentality of like, oh, might be nice. Oh, just let me, let me, let me be the king. We're crushing right now. Yesterday's plan is in action today. Nice. Does BB knows he's streaming live? At, yes, I know I'm streaming live at a variety of places right now. So anyway, we are part of small groups at the church, and a Peruvian lady joined our group. Very quickly, we were asked to help her out with money to pay her bills, and she long, she had a, she told a long and sad story. Every Peruvian's got a long and sad story. Let me guess. The Azteca came and take my rice. Yeah, we've heard it all before, Peru. Jesus. My wife mentioned this to her Peruvian friend who told a completely different story about the lady. My wife's friend said she was known in the Peruvian community as a grifter who got her daughters to falsely accuse her husband and his father of molestation during a divorce, causing the father to flee back to Peru and the grandfather to commit suicide. Yep, that, that happens. Her husband was a successful mortgage broker and she got a big settlement in the divorce before he left town. Watch out for psychopaths. She said the lady had gone through all the Catholic churches in the area grifting and now was hitting the evangelical churches. Yeah, it's why I have such a ban hammer. I can spot grifters. When people are here like, oh, I'm just, I'm so sad and suicidal. Can someone send me kisses and money? And then I ban them and all the gammas are like, I bet they've killed themselves because Owen's so mean. No, I, I can, dude, I was raised by a psychopath. I know the fucking flag's a mile away, I can tell. All right. We gathered a lot of evidence and took it to the leadership, pressuring us to give her money, and they scoffed at our compelling evidence and still wanted us to give her money. We declined and shortly thereafter left the church. Having read Vox Day's book on SGWs, I saw what was happening, so we got out. So much more to say, but I will leave it there. Um, one last thing, the term redneck comes from the coal mine wars here in West Virginia. At the Battle of Blair Mountain, the miners took to wearing red, red neckchiefs to identify those who were on their side. As a result, they were called rednecks. Also, having been born less than a mile from the Mexican border in South Texas, we call Mexicans that swam across the Rio Grande wetbacks. Many blessings to you and your family. Yours truly, Dancing Bear. Why, thank you, Dancing Bear. What a wonderful day of letters. I mean, I have been so blown away by today. Wow. And now we have the ice cream, man. We will we will see what this we'll see what this is all about. We will read cautiously. There's a guy flipping the bird. OK. 
Okay, well, we'll see where this goes. the scratch back. It's not because they get sweaty backs when they work. I think it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I don't think there's one explanation for uh, wet backs. Wouldn't they be wet alls? Yeah, why would just their, did they do a backstroke with their shirt on? Come on. I mean, I get why people call them, when they call them wet boots. So if you waded across the Rio Grande, your lower body is always wetter than your upper body. Um, fact, unless do, do they, do they do a backstroke with their legs in the air? Like it makes no sense to me. Big bear. It is the clown ice cream man again from Canada. Now I will tell you about one of the best ice cream man in Canada. His name is Matt. He is Azerbaijani and looks like a garden gnome. Harry bear. He's Azerbaijani, but that does not mean he's going to try and attack you. Wet legs. Maybe I call him wet pants. Because they wade through the Rio Grande. Wet boots makes a lot more sense as long as they're giants. What about wet pants? Or just, or just wet browns? Just wetties? Wet back doesn't make any sense. Okay. He drinks Tom Horton's coffee four times a day and smokes cigarettes. When he's selling ice cream at a busy festival, he has to pee inside the ice cream truck in a bottle. Well, dozens of customers are waiting in the line to buy from him. He's the same age as Trump, but looks like he belongs in the Lord of the Rings dwarf movie. He watches Alex Jones and tells me he's worried about Bill Gates. He gives me the mingle, middle finger whenever I see him in, at work. Regards. That is the Azerbaijani ice cream man. I enjoyed that letter, ice cream man. It wasn't graphic and weird. It's like the black stereotype of watermelon and chicken. I must be black then. Oh, I know, totally. Watermelon and fried chicken are two of my favorite foods, like in the world. Oh, here's another one. There's another ice cream guy. <clears throat> Looks like Coddington after, after someone tells him a pun. That's Coddington's reaction every time someone tells him. No, no, that's my reaction when Coddington says a joke. <laughs> all right i thought it was only used on undocumented mexicans i yeah beaners why do you think they call them beaners do they pick beans or because they look like beans like little short brown beans um i don't know big bear the clown ice cream man is here again it is fall in canada one ice cream man we have here is named richard he behaves exactly like a bear and goes into hibernation in the winter. He crushes summer stacking the cash. Then comes fall. When temperature falls below 17 Celsius, Richard goes into his $400 a month apartment in downtown Vancouver. He stores up a huge pile of candy and energy drinks. Then he hibernates, playing the lotto every day and gorging himself. He goes out when he can and does food photography. Then once a day, he posts his pics on Facebook, but nobody likes them. So I always like his posts to boost his spirit. He is the king of ice cream men. He sold ice cream to Al Pacino, Robin Williams, and is a regular on movie sets. He has the best truck in the fleet. If you are in Vancouver, you probably will see him often. Because his truck looks like a giant ice cream cone on top. 
If you have seen this picture, he is a giant professional clown, about 300 pounds. And he told me a story that he went 90 kilometers an hour on his electric scooter. I didn't really believe him, but then I realized he is a professional clown. And yes, of course he could go 90 on a scooter. Well, drinking energy drinks, eating candy, and doing the lotto at the same time. This, my friends, is the great Richard the Ice Cream Man from Rainbow Ice Cream in Vancouver, British Columbia. Dude, today's round of ice cream stuff was great. One time he like drew a picture of a guy like doing, doing a, an act and uh, really freaked me out. But um, I enjoy the ice cream man. So, I mean, I know more about Vancouver, the Vancouver ice cream truck business than I ever thought I ever would, ever. So thank you for that. Okay, I'm going to land the plane now. If uh, the wheels are down, hang on, let me check my phone. Oh, sweet, it charged. That's good. Let's check the thing. Um, everybody's good. One second. All right. Um, the ice cream man sounds like Mr. Bear. Okay, that's, uh, that's good. Another hour on the plane. No, no, I really am. Ice cream truck drivers are either extremely overweight or extremely smelly, says JT. I never knew that much about them, but I am going to land the plane now. Kyneton, any final super chats? So follow, um, all caught up for the landing. Thank you, Cod. T dot, Cod, will you just tell me the links? Telegram is going to be my go-to, uh, moving forward. Because it's super convenient for me. Because one of the reasons I was using Instagram so much is, uh, let me see here. Why does it say Owen Benjamin if it's Owen Benjamin comedy? Okay, t.me slash Owen Benjamin comedy. Because I get to post pics and videos and then immediately download them on my computer. It's quite, it's qu because that's why I was always doing uh, Instagram was to just have a notepad uh, where I could just get all my stuff because the stream is what I'm always focused on. The live stream on Rumble has been good. Black Owen is much more serious about landing the plane. Yeah, I will be landing this plane. I've been approved of by the tower. Please and thank you. The runway is oceans of underground gravy. Yes. Okay, that's it. So unauthorized.tv, great time to subscribe. P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. If you want to tell me about your ice cream business or show support or just write me any type of letter that isn't insane. Doesn't Gab also have a comparable platform for live videos? Well, we, we're on Gab. Yeah, Gab's like one of our main platforms. Kyneton, will you just post like something I can read where people can find me? Bitshoot.com slash Owen Benjamin. Um app.bertaritimes.com, but that's like the most censored platform on the internet. Um, On-time landing. I'm just waiting for Kyneton. Gab video is good host. No live streams though. Yeah, no live streams. Or else I'd just be there. Instagram has great live stream ability. LibertyLinks.io slash OwenBenjamin and LibertyLinks.io slash Live are always caught up. Okay, much love everybody. Be fruitful, multiply, don't be fruity and bull guy.